Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. You mentioned that you and your husband and your family together lead a co-op, a pretty large co-op in your community. Talk to the person who maybe they're in a community where they don't have a good homeschool organization or a co-op or a support group or anything, and they're really desiring that. They're seeing that there's a need in their area for such a thing. How can you encourage them? What What steps can they take to get started in doing that? Yeah. Um, well, the first step that I took was really prayer and just yeah. asking God what he had for our family. And um, so when he opened the door for me to start my own co-op, I, I was listening and watching for him moving in the situation when every step of the way, you know, the first step of choosing a location and just um, making sure that that each of those steps were led by him and not by what I thought was going to be best in the situation. Um, and so God really was so faithful to make that clear to me. And and he um, really just kind of flourished with the areas that I was just following his lead in. And so, um, yeah, I think finding a community like a church or a building that is eager to host you is obviously an essential thing unless you know some people do smaller co-ops and they meet in their in somebody's home yeah and i think that's great um it doesn't have to be a big co-op to uh, be a valuable part of your life it can be just a few families gathering in somebody's home and i'm um, just asking god where he wants you to meet and um and then the next step of course is is having teachers whether they're moms or um, experts in their field and just gathering a group of people that will really make learning come alive in the different things that they're teaching. Yeah. Do you have, when, when you find someone, you know, a mom or um, someone in your area who wants to teach a particular subject, um, how do you go about doing that to make sure? Cause I'll tell you one of the things that I've seen, um, in co-ops, you know, we've, we have traveled the country. We are privy to a lot of different homeschool organizations and co-ops. And one of the things that I see that concerns me is a parent, a well-meaning parent will say, oh, I'll teach this thing, you know, I'll teach Bible. And then you realize that that person doesn't really know a whole lot about the Bible. Like they're just figuring it out. Or maybe, you know, they'll teach history, but maybe they're really not um, that familiar with the history that they're teaching. And so they're trying to figure it out as they're going. So do you, how do you ensure that your teachers are teaching from a solid biblical worldview? Do you have some sort of system set in place for that? So God has been um, really gracious to us and we don't advertise for our teachers. And Mm -hmm. so we really, um, because my husband and I are involved in the education community in our area and through our church and different things, we have essentially handpicked our teachers. Okay. um, And and then reference, you know, referrals of our teachers to somebody else. And so we, um, we don't, we don't have a co-op where like the moms are just all sharing the load. Mm-hmm. Our co-op, you actually, um, you aren't required to volunteer. And so um, we are just essentially hiring teachers that um, are passionate and and an expert in their field, and then that have that biblical worldview. But we're mm-hmm. so grateful that. Um, 
we have been able to choose people that we trust. And so we don't, we don't usually have somebody come in that's a stranger that we don't know, um, but we yeah. do background checks despite that, uh-huh. you know, sure. we do all of the things um, yeah. because we want safety and security and, and yeah. things like that. So, yeah. 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 So what makes a good co-op leader for someone who's thinking about doing this? What do they need to have in order to lead a co-op successfully? I think they need to be listening for God's leading because every co-op is a little bit different. And um, so that's really important to be able to lay down your ideas if Mm -hmm. God is leading you a different direction. Um, I think just uh, having a real heart to serve people and uh, coming alongside families and just wanting to encourage them and to build them up and, uh, you know, love children and see just uh, what a difference it can make for them to come and enjoy some some safe lessons once a week or a couple of times a week. Yep, I love it. And I think you're absolutely spot on when it comes, one, of course, to giving it to the Lord first and then loving the families and, and being willing to serve those families. Um, you know, you're not there as a dictator, but you're there to serve yes. uh, those families. And uh, I think a lot of, there are, there are co-op leaders who, you know, they just want to be the one in charge mm. and they want to have all the power and those co-ops never succeed uh, because the families can feel that. They know that that's why they're there. And instead, if you've got um, an organization where it's being led by people who truly are serving the families because they're serving Jesus yeah. in that way, um, those are the best kind of co-ops. And, and both of my girls this year are involved in uh, two different co-ops where they're just taking a few a la carte classes and uh, both of them are led by um, families who truly are there to serve families. And you can see it, you can feel it, you can see it. Yeah. And um, there's so much unity and joy that takes mm-hmm. place um, in those co-ops because of that. So Yeah. And I think the other thing too is building a community instead of just looking at it as an exchange mm-hmm. of like, we're giving you a class and yeah. you're coming to class, but really building a, a community amongst the homeschool, mm-hmm. homeschool community. So that has been such a blessing. We love the families in our community and they just um, are so special to us. So yeah. uh, I think just having that type of a community is really, really great thing. I love that. Do you do something specific to focus on moms outside of co-op? Yeah, we had a mini homeschool conference for moms. We had oh, a mother-daughter event where they um, came and, and had like a whole special event for them. We have mom groups that meet um, during our classes for Bible study and prayer. And then um, next year, we're actually going to have a couple of classes for moms. We're going to have a cooking and canning class. Oh, how fun. um, A Bible study uh, group. And so, yeah, we we try to, but we also, some of the moms just need a break, but they need to go home with their little ones. And so we try to be understanding of where they are in their, in their journey. So yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. I don't think yeah. that I've ever heard of a co-op who's done classes specifically for moms. And I love the idea of doing a Bible study while your kids are in class, you know, because for those of us who are on the other end of, you know, those toddler years, <laughs> um, you know, and, and our, if our kids are in a class, having that opportunity to build those relationships, I think is, um, is so valuable. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.